Miss Systemomics. Miss Systemomics is a weekly podcast that focuses on the three E's educating, encouraging, and empowering listeners on how to live their best authentic life. I'm your host, Ashley Natrice, and let's start the show. It's your birthday. If I die, carry me inside uh, the Lewis style. Uh, they ask me what I do and who I do it for. Yeah. And how I come up with this shit up in the studio. Yeah. All I want for my birthday is a big booty girl. No. All I want for my birthday is a big booty girl. What's up, beautiful people? It is your girl. It is your host, Ashley Natrice. I hope you guys are having an amazing day today. It is my birthday, so I'm coming on with a birthday episode, but I know if you are looking at this on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you're going to see the name is a little bit different. The picture is a little bit different. So what I have decided to do is change the name slightly of the podcast to Sister Talk with Miss Sisternomics. And it's because I really feel like um, I wanted the podcast to have a little bit more focus on what we talk about, Um, the content that I give to you guys. I wanted it to be more focused. And so I really feel like I have the conversations that you guys should be having with your sister friends. And so I decided to change the name to Sister Talk. And I'm still going to focus on the same things. I still want to educate, encourage, and empower you guys on how to live your best life. But I also really want to hone in on what we discuss and what we talk about. So the areas that I'm going to really start focusing in on, which I've really already been doing, is personal development, um, our personal finances, our money, our money mindset, and overall the culture, because I am... (laughs) a proponent for the culture. I love our culture. I love who we are, what we stand for, what we do. And I want to be a part of the the advancement, the positive advancement of our culture. And although I know I'm just a little tiny part of um, the internet world over here, I wanted to do my part. And it's important for me to have the cultural aspect intertwined with the other two Um, topics that I like to focus in on, which is the personal development and the money aspect of the podcast. So that's what's going on with the name change. Wanted just to hop on real quick, let you guys know that little bit of information. So I'm excited. Let me know what you think about the name change. You can always find me on social media. I miss Sustanomics on Instagram, Miss Sustanomics on Facebook, Miss Sustanomics Tribe in the Facebook group. You can always um, catch me on one of those three, and if that all else fails, you know, shoot me an email, miss.systemomics at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the name change. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl. It's your host, Ashley Natrice. And I am coming on today with a very special episode because today is my birthday. 
Yes, today is my 31st birthday. And I love birthdays, y'all. Last year, if you know a little bit about my story, I was down for the count. And your girl was not able to fully enjoy her 30th birthday. So I decided that I would make my 31st birthday like uh, 3.1, right? So I didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do for my 30th birthday. I had a trip planned to Hawaii, but I wasn't cleared to fly at the time. So my birthday last year was pretty chill. I just spent time with friends and family, didn't do a whole lot. And I'm not saying I got a ton planned for today. If you follow me on social media, then you've probably seen that I did a little 31st birthday shoot, photo shoot. So that was fun. I wanted to have the ability to, you know, dress up, have my grown and sexy going on, you know, and try to capture the moment of my 31st birthday. And so later on today, I will be going to get a facial and then I don't know what else is in store for me for the rest of the day because I'm not planning it. Someone else is. And so I don't know what's to come, but I'm looking forward to it. And then later on this week, I've got a night out with my girls. We're going to go and eat and drink and be merry. And then I'm going to have dinner with my closest family, my immediate family on Sunday. So I am a true Libra. I am celebrating all week long. October is jam-packed for me because one of my other best friend's birthdays is in October. The Bulls' birthday is in October. I got events and everything else in this month. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to celebrate this week, okay? I am going to enjoy myself this week. I am going to turn up and have a good time. So I thought that I will hop on today and talk to you guys about some lessons that I have learned over the last year or so. So this time last year, I also did a 30 for 30 lessons on the blog. I did 30 lessons I had learned for age 30. So I thought I would do it this year on the podcast and talk about 31 lessons that I have learned over the past 365. And so... I kind of broke some of these down into categories. I'm talking about things I've learned in my finances, things I've learned about relationships, whether that's love and dating, whether that's my friends and family, um, just some overall lessons that I've learned about success, my career, just all of these things that I feel like I've learned over the last year. Some of these, of course, I've already known, but some of them are just more emphasized now that I'm a year older. I have learned a lot over this last year because it has been a year of finding my new identity, trying to figure out who I am as a person after I had this traumatic life event happen to me. Um, I didn't know where I was going to be cognitively. I didn't know if I was going to be able to recognize myself Um And so I'm grateful to God for allowing me to make it through that period of time in my life. And it doesn't define me, but it is a part of my story, it is a part of who I am. And it just reminds me to be grateful for life, be grateful grateful for the people who are in your life and to take everything and every experience that has happened to you as a lesson learned and not 
to repeat some of the same mistakes that we tend to repeat over and over. So let's jump into some of these lessons that I have learned. So lesson number one is to save your coins. Y'all, you have got to save money. You've got to pay yourself first. If me going down for the count did not teach me anything else is that it was a blessing that I saved money because I did not work for six months. Okay. I didn't work for six months. Thank the Lord that I have amazing insurance through work and that I had taken out a separate disability policy because I used to be a financial planner. So I sold myself, okay, some disability insurance. And um, that's lesson number two. So I'll stick those in there together that you've got to learn how to save your money because you never know what's going to happen. I literally woke up to go to work a healthy 29-year-old at the time. And then my life changed forever and I was not working for six months and you would have never been able to tell me that that was going to happen to me the day before. So it, it was pivotal for me to be able to fall back on savings that I had because I still have a mortgage. I still had light bills and student loans and everything else due and they did not care about me having a brain bleed. Okay. So It is important for you to pay yourself first. It is important for you to save your money. It is important for you to make sure that you have some type of insurance, health insurance, disability insurance, life insurance. It's important for you to have those things in place because you never know what emergency is going to happen in your life. So lesson one is to save your coins And lesson number two is to make sure that you are prepared for the unexpected. And also when it comes to your money, you've got to recognize, which is my lesson number three, is that you cannot live with a scarcity mindset. You cannot live with a broke mentality. You cannot live with a a mind of poverty. You've got to understand that it's important for you to take risk with your money, whether that's investing in the market and real estate and business or whatever. You've got to be willing to take a little risk with your money in order to receive the reward. But a lot of times we don't do that because we have a scarcity mindset. We think money is hard to come by. We think money um, is hard for us to make, it's hard for us to get, it's hard for us to keep. But once you change your mindset around that, you understand that money will flow to you as easily as growing on trees, as people say. (laughs) Money doesn't grow on trees, but really money can flow to you. It's all about the mindset that you have. Are you open to receiving money? Are you responsible with the money that you do receive? Because if you're not responsible with the money that you do receive now, how do you think God is going to bless you to allow you to receive more money? Um, If you think money is the root of all evil, then why do you want money in the first place? It's your mindset when it comes to money. So that's lesson number three for you guys and for myself, because I had to check myself. I did not start receiving money. I did not start to receive the, the overflow or the abundance or the enlarging of my territory until I started to recognize that my own money mindset was hindering me from receiving the things that I said I wanted to receive. So check your own money mindset. And that's something that I really want to touch on. It's something I really want to dive deeper into, and we will at a later date. But that's my lesson number three is don't live with a scarcity mindset. 
Number four, lesson number four is to do work you enjoy, or at least it teaches you something. It enhances the skill set that you have. There is no reason why you should be out here miserable at a job every single day that you go to five days a week and work for at least eight hours. No, you should not be miserable every day going to work. There was a point in time where I was miserable going to work. I didn't even, it didn't matter how much money I was making. I was miserable. I hated my job. I was depressed. I was going home every day sleeping. I was overweight because I was eating too much because I was so depressed. And the person that I was working with was so passive aggressive and just drained my spirit. I was miserable. And I had to make a decision that no, I don't have to be in this position anymore, that I deserve to do work that I enjoy. I deserve to do work that is going to enhance my skills that I enjoy. I deserve to be able to enjoy going to work with peace of mind, okay, with peace of mind. So I would tell you it is important for you to do work that you enjoy. So that's lesson number four. Lesson number five, money doesn't buy you happiness, but it can support you, okay? It can support the experiences that you want to have, okay? Money does not buy you happiness, but money gives you options. It gives you options, all right? So we'll go back into that a little uh, more at a later date, like I said earlier, but that's my lesson number five. Lesson number six, don't let others' limited viewpoint of you keep you from pursuing your career dreams. People will discourage you because they limit their own beliefs of their abilities. Don't let people project what they ain't able to do on you, okay? If you say you want to achieve something, if that's what God placed in your heart for you to do, then you do that. Stop telling your dreams to everybody because everybody can't handle it, all right? Lesson number seven. And I think I had this lesson last year. So the thing that I have learned in my career is that the career ladder isn't straight up. It's crooked. Sometimes steps are missing. Sometimes you fall off. Sometimes you have to throw the whole darn ladder away and start over. But you got to remember to just keep climbing. I know that I thought I was in a pretty good spot in my career. And because I wasn't satisfied and I felt like I could be doing more, I took a humongous pay cut and went back to be an intern. Okay, I went back from working full time with benefits to being somebody's intern, but it was the best decision that I ever could have made because it taught me something that I did not know, which has led me to be more fulfilled in my career and for me to um, make the type of income that I wanted to make and, and allow me to be in spaces that I wanted to be in and have opportunities that I wanted to have. So don't think that your career is going to go straight up. Sometimes you got to make some adjustments. You got to modify in order to reach your dreams. So that is lesson number seven. Lesson number eight, the most valuable thing you can do to advance your career is to invest in your own personal development. You are your biggest asset. So the best thing you can do for your finances and for your career is to have ownership of something. And that ownership is in your mind. Know that you are the master of your fate. You get to take control of your life and you get to choose what you want to do. And what you got to start remembering is that it's no one else's responsibility to get you to where you want to go. That is your own responsibility. 
you are your number one asset. So if you are not reinvesting in yourself, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Lesson number nine, self-care is so important and you've got to give yourself grace. That has been one of the focal points of my life in year 30 was to allow myself to take care of myself because I didn't have any other option. The only thing that I could do for the first part of the year was to take care of myself, take care of my health, take care of my mind, make sure that I was in a good spot with who I was because I had to figure out who I was again. And I had to give myself grace. I couldn't beat myself up because I wasn't working or I couldn't beat myself up because I couldn't drive. I couldn't beat myself up because I wasn't able to do the things that I was able to do before. I had to change how I was thinking and be kind and be nice to myself and say, you know what? This has happened to you and you get to decide how you're going to react to it. So be nice to yourself. Give yourself time. You know, we all go through different things. I have lost people this year. Either they have no longer been in my life for whatever reason or they're no longer on this earth. And I had to give myself some grace to be able to to not be okay, you know, to not try to save face, to not try to put this superwoman cape on and walk around in the world like I was good to go when I really wasn't. I had to say, you know what? You're messed up right now. Like your feelings are hurt or you're grieving or you're mourning and that's okay. That is fine. I don't have to try to live up to this unrealistic expectation that I put on myself. Like I have to give myself some grace to be human and to go through human emotions. So self-care is really important. And that's one of the lessons that I truly learned this year was to be nice and to take care of myself more. Okay. So that is that lesson. Let me go to, so I got my notes. I could try to keep up with all of this. Lesson number 10, take ownership of your life. Be honest, do your work on yourself and learn to control what you can control. That is, that's hard, especially for someone like me, who I used to say I was a bona fide control freak to allow things to happen naturally and to allow things to happen organically in my life and understand that me having control of everything is not allowing God to do the work that he needs to do in my life. So I'm, I'm leaving myself to my own vices and not turning things over to him and doing your work, girl, doing your work. It's not easy. Like I see all the memes. I see all of the the little testimonials and all the Pinterest quotes and all of that stuff. But doing your work is hard. It is hard. Like to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and face some of your own demons and to face some of your own toxic behaviors and to face that some of the, the reasons why you aren't where you are are because your own limits that you put on other on yourself and not the limits that other people have put on you recognizing that reality and perception aren't always the same it's a lot it's a lot so doing your work is something that I am a huge proponent for if you listen to any podcast episode from me then you would know that but I just want you guys to understand that although it is pivotal to you growing and who you are it is not an easy task. 
It's not an easy task. So you got to do a lot of praying and you got to do a lot of seeking of God to help you through um, that process. And I think it's a continuing process. It's a journey that will never be complete. But over the last year, the work that I have done on myself, I am so proud of myself for where I am now because I know I'm not who I was before. And I don't allow anyone to take me back to who I was because you, if you knew me last year, you knew that girl, but you don't know Ashley today. So I'm not going to allow you to take me back to who you think I am because you haven't been able to see the growth in me. That's, that's your issue. That's not mine. So take ownership of your life. Be honest. Do your work. Control what you can control. Which takes me to lesson number 11. And that is therapy, y'all. Therapy is everything. I don't know how many times I can say that. You may get tired of me saying that, but it is. And everyone won't understand your journey or your process. And that's okay. It's not for them to understand. It's for you. Therapy is for you at the end of the day. It's not for you to blame other people. It's not for you to go and badmouth other people. It's for you to get a better sense of who you are and who you want to be and the experiences that have shaped your life. Okay. Lesson number 12, your faith will be tested. I am a Christian woman. You know, I am a church girl. I have been in church all of my life. All of my life. I sit on the board of my church now, okay? I have been the vice president of the women's ministry. I have been in the youth group department when I was younger. I have been to the major conferences in my denomination. I have done all of these things. And, you know, people have this expectation of you to be a certain person. People have this expectation of you to be this like holier than thou Christian that has never made any mistakes. And if you ever meet a holier than thou Christian that has never made a mistake, then um, I would be running as fast as I can because none of us are perfect. We all sin every single day. And then it's not for me to judge you nor for you to judge me on my sins because you haven't walked my path and you don't know my story. Okay. So my faith has been tested in ways because God has, has done things in my life that I have not always understood, especially this year. I'm like, God, why, why is this happening to me? Like, what is going on? Why, why is my family going through this? Or why are my friends going through this? Or why is my church going through this? Or why is the world going through this? I mean, it's so many things that have happened this year where my faith has been tested. And I don't think that it's anything wrong with that. Your faith should be tested. How do you grow in your faith if you never have a test? How do you grow in your spirituality if things are always remaining the same and what you say you believe is never tested? It's not when life is great and wonderful that our faith is tested. It's when things come upon us and we have to rely upon God in order to, you know, be there to support us. And although we question him, he has the answers, right? So sometimes as Christians, I feel like we think I can't question God, but if you do question God, he has the answers for you. Like you should be seeking to have a a deeper level of understanding of his word and what he says. And the judgment that we put on each other, a lot of times is (laughs) man-made. It's man-made judgment. Like 
Man said what a Christian should look like. Man said what a Christian should dress like. Man said what a Christian should talk like. But what does God say? Hello, somebody, anybody. What does God say? So you have to walk your own journey with him. You've got to um, have your own relationship with him. And so I'm going to leave that there because I know somebody's going to probably say something to me about that, but it is what it is. Okay, so lesson number 13, accountability plus discipline plus consistency equals success. Lesson 13, accountability plus discipline plus consistency equals success. Lesson number 14, allow yourself to feel. Don't hold everything in. If you feel anger, Express it in a healthy way. If you feel pain, if you feel feel sadness, if you feel happy or joyful or peaceful, allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to be a human being and to go through the emotions. Lesson number 15, your physical health is so important, y'all. Work out, eat right, get the proper amount of sleep, pay attention to your body because your body will let you know if something is off if you're listening. I can tell you from experience, if I have not, if I would not have listened to my body, then I may not be here today. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. Okay. So. All right. So we are halfway there. So now let's talk about some love and some relationships with your boo or your bae. Or whoever. So my lesson number 16 is dating is difficult but necessary. So you have to learn from it. And I think that dating multiple people, I'm not saying all at the same time. I'm just saying in general. And I'm not also not saying that you have sexual relationships with everybody that you date. But my point is I think when you have the ability to date multiple people, you get to find out more about what you like, what you don't like, what you're going to put up with, what you're not going to put up with. I know like sometimes you have this idea of a person that you want in your head and then you date that person and you realize, no, that ain't that ain't really where it is. Okay, so. You got to figure out because you are continuing to grow and to evolve that in your mind, who you may think is the good person for you or the best person for you may not be. And so I think it takes a little trial and error for you to date and to figure out who you really want and what you really want and not listening to other people or what society says or whatever it is, like really getting clear on what you want out of your significant other. So I think dating is important and dating multiple people is important, which takes me to lesson number 17. And that's knowing the difference between fantasy and reality. Now, women, some of you may agree with me and you may not, but I can only speak from my own experience is that I have had fantasies of the men that I have dated. I have met them and I have created these whole like stories in my head about who they are and what they're about. And, you know, we 
we do all of this talking with our girlfriends. Yeah, girl, he did this and he did that. And, you know, you just have this full-blown fantasy and you are already planning y'all's wedding in your head. And, I mean, the whole shebang. And in reality, like, he ain't worth nothing that you didn't create in your mind. But because you are so into this fantasy of who he is, you can't see him for really who he is, Okay. <laughs> If I'm just being real, sometimes who they are and who we want them to be are not the same people. And then we get upset with them because they not they're not who we wanted them to be when they're like, you know what? I've been this way this whole time. Like I I showed you who I was, but you just didn't want to see it. So I think it's important for us to be able to distinguish between fantasy and reality. And then lesson number 18 is to take the pressure off of yourself. I think I had this clock in my head of um, what I was supposed to have accomplished by the time I was 30. I was supposed to be married in my head. You know, I was supposed to be living this certain type of life by the time that I reached that. And when I had when I was inching up on turning 30 and that hadn't happened for me, even when I was 28. I think I had like a little freak out session where I was like, okay, I got to find somebody and I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be purposeful. I had read um, the weight. (laughs) I had gone to the weights summit or something that they had. I was reading all these books about, you know, dating with a purpose and um, setting the expectations up front. And all of that was just kind of feeding in, into this insecurity that I had about not being in a serious relationship and not being married by the time I was 30. So I took some of those things and I think what I learned from those books and stuff were very, very, very beneficial and very encouraging. And they gave great and awesome steps, but Sometimes you can get information and depend upon where you are in your life. Like you can take certain things and just take it for Bible and run with it so hard. And I just was in a place where my insecurities were just creeping up on me so much because I hadn't achieved what I felt like I should have achieved at that time. And my success was kind of centered around like, do I have a husband yet? And thank God that that has now passed. But I can be honest and say that I went through a period of time where that was in my mind. And so I may not have always chosen the right people for me because I just wanted to be able to say that I had somebody. I just wanted to be able to say, like, I was on this path because I just got so freaking tired of people asking me if you are dating somebody or when you going to get married or no, 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 like, shut up. <laughs> But it was just some pressure and I could have decided not to take on the pressure. But at that point in time in my life, I decided to take the pressure on. And so I just put a lot of it on myself. And when I took the pressure off of myself, then doors started to open and people started to enter into my life. And, you know, we'll see what the future holds. But it wasn't until I allowed myself to just be and be happy and content with who I am in my singleness is when I was able to have that door truly open to receive something in a more organic and natural way. So I would say, take the pressure off of yourself. 
Take it off. And admit to yourself when you got the pressure on yourself. Don't act like it ain't there. If it is there, own it. All right, so lesson number 19. Patience is truly a virtue, but it's hard. It's hard as hell, but it, it, it is truly a virtue. Relationships take time to build. And I think we live in such an instant gratification world that we grow accustomed to getting everything we want when we want it. So I try to remember that whatever it is that I'm supposed to have will take time to cultivate. It will take time to grow. And if it is to be, it will be. And if it's not, then it's not. And lesson number 20, and this is something that I spoke about a little bit on the last podcast that I had with Jada, is that privacy, ooh child, privacy. Privacy is important. Keeping your relationship and your relationship problems and your relationship wins because you're going to have the good and the bad because you are two people who are trying to get to know each other and trying to figure this thing out and you come with your own set of baggage and your own set of issues and your own set of preconceived notions and it ain't always going to be sunshine and rainbows. But if you keep that between you and your and your person, I think that really helps and helps to strengthen your relationship and helps to deepen your relationship. But if you always got outside people with their opinions on your person or your or their opinions on you or who you should be dating or what you should be doing or he doing this and, and he should be doing that and y'all been dating for this amount of time, why he ain't said this you know how it goes. Keep your relationship private. I'm not saying hide the person private and hiding somebody two different things. You can have a private relationship and people still know that you're in a relationship. Or you can have a private relationship and not, you know, be out here acting like somebody don't exist in your life. Those are two different things. But I think privacy is important. When it comes to friends and family, my lesson number 21 is friendships are to be cherished. This has been a struggle for me this year. My friendships have changed. They don't look the same way that they looked at the beginning of the year. And I understand that that just comes with age and it comes with um, life changes and it, it comes with the growth of people and it comes with, you know, life. You know, life happens and everyone doesn't handle and deal with life in the same way. But I do realize now how tr- how pivotal trust is in a, in a successful friendship. You've got to be able to trust the person. You've got to be able to show up for the person. You've got to be able to love the person through the good and the bad, you know. Because sometimes you're going you're gonna to see some sides of your friends that you don't always like nor agree with. And... You've got to be able to love them through whatever the situation that they're going through. And so my prayer for myself and for everyone who's listening to this is that, you know, God will continue to place genuine people in your life because it's very hard to come by those people. So if you have them, cherish them, cherish those relationships, tell those people how much you love them and and tell those people how much you appreciate them supporting you because Finding true friends on that level, not associates, not frenemies, not people who smile in your face and don't really care for you behind your back. Not people who aren't willing to tell you the truth in a loving way, 
I'm talking about those real down to earth loving people. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of time that you've been friends with somebody. Time does not equal loyalty. Okay. Time does is not really a representation of anything, but the amount of moments in life you spent with that person. Neither do their deeds. Their deeds do not always equate to the level of friendship and genuineness of a friendship because you can do a lot of stuff for a lot of people. You got to look at people's heart. Where are their hearts? Are they clapping for you when you're winning? Are they supporting you when you're winning? Even if they don't care nothing about what you got going on, you know, they don't have to always be out here buying everything that you got. But do they, you know, support you in other areas? Are they really happy for you? It's a heart thing when it comes to friendships is what I've learned this year. It's a heart thing. It's not a, a time thing. So cherish your true friends. Lesson 22, you have to nurture and grow your relationships with your family. You only get one family. So learn to love them hard. Tell them you love them. Spend time with them. Hug them. Check on them. Forgive them. They're human. They have their own stuff going on sometimes as well. Our family relationships, we're family by blood. I know everyone is talking about the the quote that Tony Braxton said, like she loves her family, but she doesn't like her family. You have to build relationships with the people in your family in order for you to like them. You love them by default, but to truly like them, you have to be in relationship with them. Lesson 23, you will lose people that you love. Mourn and grieve the relationships. Take it as lessons learned. Whether they leave your life physically, emotionally, um, whether they are no longer here on earth, because I have dealt with that. You're going to lose people. It's a part of the circle of life. And it's okay to miss them. It's okay to grieve them. It's okay to mourn them. But remember the happy times that you had with them. Let go of the negative energy around them if they're no longer in your life for whatever reason. And try to to figure out what purpose they served and be grateful to God for the purpose that they served during that time. Lesson 24, all relationships require sacrifice, compromise, and work. They will have challenges and it's up to you to decide which ones you want to put the work in for. Question, question, y'all. I've been talking for too long. <laughs> Lesson number 25. I started to think like, what, what does success look like for me? Because success is defined in many different ways by many different people. What success looks like for me may not look like that for you. And I started to think about like what I feel like has allowed me to reach the success that I have in my life now. And the thing that I remember is that I always bet on me. And I know that if I always bet on me, I'll win. Even if I fail, I have learned something um, from that failure for me to do different. So I never regret a failure that I have because I just take it as a way for me to pivot and for me to do something in a different way or in a better way. And so I say that 
Bet on yourself. Don't let life happen to you. You have to go out here and get it every single day. You have to own what it is that you say that you want for your life. You have to create your own happiness. You cannot be envious or jealous of other people who are doing it if you're not getting up and doing it yourself. And you got to understand it is a lonely road to success. It is a lonely road to success. Everyone is not always happy for you, even the people closest to you. You have to do things that others aren't willing to do in order to reach where you want to go. And there will be doubters. There will be folks who say she ain't always been this way or she's one way over here. She's one way over there. She's one way doing this. No, 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 no. People are going to have their opinions, but let them talk. Okay, let them talk. They're going to be talking whether you're doing something good. They're going to be talking whether you're doing something bad. And understand that everyone is not privy to to seeing you in your fullness. Like everyone shouldn't know every little piece of you. Stop showing up in in this way where everyone gets to see everything about you. Save that for the people that only truly deserve to see you in your fullness. Everyone shouldn't be privy to that information. Be grateful for those that you can be exactly who you are with. And those that are clapping for you in public, if they ain't clapping for you in private, then girl, they ain't really for you. They ain't really for you. So that's what success looks like for me is to have having that knowledge to understand that the things that I want to accomplish in my life is going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some doubters. It's going to take some naysayers. It's going to take some people who smile in my face. They really don't want me to win. But if I got to if I got to deal with that to to reach what it is that I want to reach in the in the desires God had put in my heart, then I got to understand that that's just what it is. It's just a part of the journey. Lesson number 26. Spirituality over religion. Sir and ma'am, you cannot judge my walk. You have not been in my shoes. You do not know me as well as you may think you know me. Stop allowing the judgment of who other people say you are dictate how you move in the world. Okay. People are very judgmental. Even people who don't think that they're judgmental are judgmental. It's a part of it. Like we are, we all judge at some point in time, but there's a difference between judgment and discernment. And you got to understand that some people just have a discerning spirit and they can just pick up on things and they want to help you. And so you should receive that. But then other people are just being judgmental of you and you don't have to receive that. And so you are responsible for your walk and for your relationship with God. And no one else can tell you what that looks like. I can't tell you how often you pray. I can't tell you how often you read your Bible. I can't tell you, you know, that you don't watch sermons online or you don't just because you don't attend church every Sunday that makes you less of a Christian than somebody else that's not my place to tell you that because you have your own individual relationship with God and I have my own individual relationship with God and I think sometimes we miss that religion is one aspect but spirituality and the relationship is what God wants so that is lesson number 26 Lesson number 27, let go of fear, let go of perfection, accept failure, stop trying to control everything. I work on these things all the time. It is not easy, but it is necessary. Some days I do better than other days, but 
I try to keep it in my mind that perfectionism does not serve me. Being a control freak does not serve me. Dwelling on my failures does not serve me. So why am I spending time doing things that no longer serve me? Lesson number 28, be authentically you. Live intentionally, have fun, laugh, enjoy life. Understand that your authenticity may cause people to question who you are. Because as you start to shift and change, that's going to make people uncomfortable. It's going to make you uncomfortable. You got to get comfortable in being in uncomfortable situations. Understand that, you know, you only got to answer to one person and that's God. So live and be who you are in the in the fullness and in the freeness. I, I think it's a beautiful thing and I'm not always uh, quite there, but I'm working towards being able to do that on a daily basis. Lesson 29, forgiveness is key. Forgive others, forgive yourself, forgive God. I have a whole podcast on forgiveness. I have a whole program on forgiveness that we will be doing again next year because it was just uh, it was just an amazing time but forgiveness is key I think it opens up the doors for a lot of um, blessings to happen in your life if you're able to forgive lesson 30 if you listen to the podcast you know I've said this and I'm going to continue to say this feelings aren't facts feelings aren't facts listen more speak less check your emotions and lesson number 31 We are at the end. I have learned this year to accept the things that I cannot change, to be grateful for the things that remain, to be grateful, period, to let go of the need to control everything, to live my life, to taking ownership of my mistakes, to growing, to being, to enjoying, to have peace. This surpasses all understanding to really understand what that means and what that looks like in my life and to continue to strive to be the best Ashley Natrice Harlan that I can be. That's all I can do every day is to try to level up, try to be better than I was the day before, not to be in competition with someone else, but to be in competition with myself so that I can leave this earth having left a mark, a positive mark with no regrets that I came and I conquered and I did exactly what God had for me to do. And I did it with a little smile on my face, maybe, you know, a little um, change in my pocket, a few experiences under my belt, some love, some joy and some happiness And that's all I can ask for. So I am looking forward to seeing what year 31 brings to me. I hope it brings everything that I have desired. And if it doesn't, um, then I'm still grateful for everything that I already have. (laughs) But I hope I get a few things on my list. I hope a, a few things turn in my favor. And I hope I'm able to enjoy some of the things that I want to be able to enjoy in year 31. And I am forever, forever, forever grateful to you guys who tune in every week. For those of you guys who share the podcast, for those of you guys who have rated the podcast, who have commented or DM me or, 
you know, tag me in a post from quotes that you've listened to on the podcast, from my podcast guests that have been on. You know, I am just overjoyed with the amount of support because you don't have to give it to me. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to, but you decide to listen to me talk every week. And I cannot say how, how much I am just so thankful and grateful to each one of you. So with that being said, you are not going to get a podcast on Thursday because (laughs) your girl is going to be at the Lauren Hill concert. Hopefully, if she don't um, cancel on us and not show up or she we'll see. We'll see. But that's where I am hoping to be on Thursday to continue my birthday week turn up. I hope you guys have a beautiful Tuesday. I hope you enjoy the pics that I put down, put out on Instagram and on Facebook if you follow me there. As always, don't forget to like, to subscribe, to comment, and to share the podcast. And I hope you guys like the name change. Let me know in the comments under my pics on Instagram or DM me, send me an email. I want to know what you guys think of the um, name change. I'm really excited to be going in a slightly different direction with Sister Talk with Miss Sister Namis, the podcast. And until next week, you guys, I hope you have a beautiful day. Miss Sister Namis. Thanks for checking out this week's show. To keep up with me, check me out on Facebook at Miss Systemomics, on Instagram at Miss.Systemomics, and on the website where you can ask questions, MissSystemomics.com. Until next time.